0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Toya's Cafe Podcast. Happy Friday and welcome to April. Go get your tea, go get your coffee or your water, and come back and let's chat. Welcome back. I hope you got your drink of choice as we sit back and just going to have a chat on this April 1st of 2022. I know that you all haven't heard from me in a while. So much has been going on since the last time we've talked. If you follow me on social media, um, you may know a little. Um, So we just want to start off and just say again, welcome to April 2022, guys. Can you all believe that we're already in April? Um, and life is great. Even though so much happened to me from January until March, I have to say that I'm blessed and life is great. Um, So let's just dive into things and also don't forget to go check out Toya's Cafe on um, YouTube, also Facebook and Instagram. There will be an actual video posted to our Facebook on our YouTube channel. So there may be some different things said there than I give you here, but just check us out, follow us and continue to support the channel. And thank you. Um, So what's going on with Latoya? Where have I been? What's next for me? What does all of that looks like? Uh, let's just start out by saying the first of the year, how I started, I was like, I just know this is not how my year is going to be. Um, I started out sick on New Year's Day. I tested positive for COVID-19. And that's where everything starts. Um, So New Year's Eve, um, I didn't feel well. But I said, you know, I'm just going to enjoy my evening. Um, The weather was changing. So, you know, I was like, maybe, you know, my body just going through the changes so, I said, I'm not going to take a test. I felt fine, just a little cold and a little tired. So, maybe around about mid, uh, that Wednesday or Thursday, January fourth, 3rd or 4th, around that time. I woke up and I could not smell. Then, as the day progressed on, I could not taste. I said, you know, let me go take a test. So, I took a test. waiting on my results that friday i still wasn't feeling my best and i had not received my results back so by friday night um i remember sleep and i got an email and i was so out of it that i thought i read non-detected i was like okay so maybe it's just you know my body really going through changes so saturday morning i said i'm gonna get up and go run some errands and i got a phone call that said hey miss taylor um we know you may not want to hear this, but you have tested positive for COVID-19. My heart dropped. And I said, well, wait, I got an email that said non-detected. So I said, let me go back and check this email. And when I went back to check the email, it said that I was positive. So, you know, he said, because I was fully vaccinated, I didn't really have like major symptoms. Just I could not taste. I could not smell. I felt a little stuffy. He was like, you know. I think it was either five or seven days. It was like, just stay, you know, self quarantine. If you find yourself not being able to breathe, you need to get to the ER. Fine. So I worked from home anyway. I did need to take off. I just stayed quarantined in my room. Jay took good care of me, made sure that I had everything I needed. And, you know, I got better. So um, even though they told me I only had to be quarantined for five to seven days, uh, I didn't want to play with it. I didn't want to get um, Jay to get it, and thank God he never got it. So for two weeks, I was in my room. Let's fast forward to that Friday. I think it was January the fourteenth, January the fifteenth. Um, that so it had been like a full two weeks. Actually, it was January fourteenth. I was at home doing an assessment for a test. I'm mean, excuse me for a job. And I got a phone call from my pops. It it was different, and um, he had let me know that my niece was murdered, um, and so much other things was going on, and I couldn't put two to two together. So he was like, "I'm gonna call you back," and I'm trying to process this. And we all know social media is not the best place to find out that you've lost a loved one. People start putting two. You know two and three together pieces of the pie and i started getting more information and then i probably talked back to my dad maybe like an hour or two later and he gave me some more details um my niece was murdered her best friend was murdered and my other niece was shot and the thing about it all the kids was there my niece's kids her best friend kids my other niece's son was there and I'm like, well, how are the kids? And thank God the kids was not touched. Um, that was a lot. Um, as I stated in my video, I'm the aunt that has no kids. So my nieces and nephews are my world. From my grown nieces and nephews to my baby nieces and nephews, their kids. I love them all. And this one, had a very special place in my heart and I said God I don't understand the magnitude of how everything went I just I couldn't understand that it was very tragic so I'm processing that I wanted to get home to Augusta just coming out from quarantine my dad said no that particular weekend we're supposed to get bad weather And my dad said no we you know I don't want you to get stuck in this weather So just stay home, and once we find out all the arrangements, I'll let you know. Because of what happened to my niece, it took them about two weeks. Her funeral was on January 31st. I went home that Friday before, and that's when reality set in. Um, I don't do well with grief, as you all know. let Let me recant that statement grief is hard for me and I process a little different because I'm a very strong person and I want to be strong for everybody. Um, So I didn't want to go there and be sad. So I was like, I can't go and view her body. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to get to my sister and just hug her. I wanted to see my nieces and nephews, but I know it was just so many people. And I just wanted to see my sister one-on-one. So I just stayed at my parents' house Processing it, and then that Monday, it was time. Uh, even at the services, I I just didn't want to go to that casket and look at my niece. And seeing my sister and how broken and hurt she was, and to hear a mom a mom crying for their child was a lot. When the funeral was over, with I knew I. the funeral services, I said, I cannot go to the cemetery. That's not what I'm ready for. So I went back home, and I talked to God. And I said, before I leave and go back to Atlanta tomorrow, I'm going to go to my sister's house so I can just talk to her. Just love on her. You know, and that Tuesday before I left, I did go see my sister and just to see the sadness in her eyes. And my niece um, has a a little son, and he was there. All her kids, her little son was there. And to look at a three-year-old and know what he had just experienced, it was a lot. And I just asked God to keep a hair protection over my niece's kids, over my sisters, and over my other nieces and nephews, her sisters and brother. And even with all of that, I said, God, I don't understand this, but I do know out of tragic, any tragedy that you may go through, there's there's some positivity behind it. And we have to find that light. And that's what I always tell you all. It's so many different stages to grief. We don't understand death. you know we don't question God, but just know that with anything, it's a light in it. And for me, that light is my niece's kids, and where God is going to take those babies, then where God is going to take my sister and where God is going to take my nieces and nephews, my niece brothers and sisters, it's just I know that there's there's God in all of this. So let's fast forward. I get back home. That Tuesday, going through my week fine, Sunday hit. That was February the 6th. Um, Jay is getting ready for work. And I look at his legs and say, you know, your legs are a little swole. Like, that's not normal. And Even with that, like, I would monitor his breathing at night when he was sleeping. He was like, he was breathing a little heavy. And I was like bro, we got to get to the ER somewhere. And and I had sent the picture to my sister. And she said, call me. She said, get him to urgent care ASAP. I don't care if you don't want to go get him there. So we went to urgent care. His blood pressure was high. The doctor at urgent care immediately said, you need to get him to ER. I just got off the phone with a cardiologist. They're concerned. So um, I know he didn't want to go, but we had to go. Get over to the ER, and they're running tests. Blood pressure's so high. So they was like, well, you know, we're going to wait on these test results. And, y'all, I was tired. I was sleepy. Um, we probably had been there at this time, maybe like three, four hours, still waiting on test results. Um, he was hungry. They said, no, he can't eat until, you know, we figure out what's going on. Finally, the doctor came in, and the words that she said just shook the whole room. Um, they did have to admit him, heart failure, kidney failure. And in that moment, I I wanted to break, but I couldn't. I had to be strong for him and let him have his moment and process this. So, you know, we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And they finally got him a room available, maybe like 9, 30, 10 o'clock that Sunday night. And they told me, you know, with everything that's going on, oh, no, you can't stay. You can't even go to the room, come back tomorrow, visitations from 11 to 8. And I was like, okay, bud, you know, I'll call you when I get home, check on you, and I'll see you tomorrow. So my drive home, I talked to his parents, I talked to my pops, and I remember getting home on the phone with one of my friends, and I broke down. And I said, you know, I don't get this. I'm not ready for this, God. I can't deal with this. Like, that was a lot. This is somebody that I love, that I do life with, share life with. I didn't want to hear that. And I could not sleep that Sunday night. I probably slept all of two hours. But I remember praying and asking God, like, God, I know there's power in prayer. I believe in healing. I believe that You know, you allow us to just endure things for a reason. And my uncle reminded me that even in your darkest moment, you've found a blessing. God will put you in a place just so he can have you one-on-one so he can talk to you and get you to see him. And my uncle said, you needed to be in that house by yourself and Jay needed to be in that hospital by himself because God had something for both of you. And that whole week, you know, all I could think about was at eleven o'clock I'm at the hospital. Like he's gonna see me at eleven o'clock every day and I'm gonna stay there till eight o'clock. I even worked from the, like I worked from home. At that time I was going to the office once a week on Tuesdays. They knew I was not going to the office. Um I that Monday I did a half a day. That Tuesday I just worked from the hospital. We were waiting on different tests. He had to have a procedure done while he was there. And that Saturday, That's when they released him to go home. So he was in the hospital for a good almost week, almost a weekend. Even with all of that, y'all, the devil is so busy. So, so busy. We get a call from the pharmacy stating that one of his prescriptions was $1,200. And I said, well, you know, that's a little high. You know, the doctors don't tell us that. So I had to call the hospital back the hospital, the nurse I talked to, she said, well, I'm going to pay the doctor because we sent over something different. And when I tell you all, there's so much favor on my life and Jay' life, we was able to get that medicine for $10, went from 1200 to $10. And I sat in the car as I'm still waiting on him to get his medicines together because he was at home. And I said, God, I thank you. I just I had a a praise in my car at the pharmacy because that week was rough for me. And then just going through all of that, I'm like, the devil be trying, but God gets the glory. And with all of this that I had experienced from January 1st to the 1st of February, it was a blessing behind it. Mind you, I said when I found out about my niece, I was taking an assessment. When Jay was in the hospital, I got a call for a phone interview. I took a phone interview in the hospital, in the family room. Jay got out of the hospital on February 13th, I think it was, that Saturday. Don't quote me. Jay got out of the hospital on February 12th. I had an interview on Valentine's Day on the 14th. I had a Zoom interview. And that interview felt so different. And I remember one of the interviewers asking me, do I consider myself lucky or blessed on a scale 1 to 10? And I have never been asked that question in an interview before. So for me, I said, I think I'm going to like this place. I think this is my job. Like God, I'm claiming it right now. And for sure, I got that job. And I started on March 14th. Life is great. Things change. My salary increased. And I just feel like I'm at a place of peace. Is everything perfect? Absolutely not. I still have my own health concerns. Um, Jay is getting better. Jay went to the heart doctor. They didn't see any heart failure. That's a favor, y'all. Like, even when things look bad, trust the process. You know, I have endured so much in my life and if you've been following me you heard my story you heard my testimony and I knew that I have not gotten this far for God to leave me Mm -mm, I wasn't giving up so I took a break off from doing podcasts doing videos doing my cafe talks on Sundays because life had hit me hard. But I knew like people look to me for this. People need my inspiration. People love my story. And I said, it's time for me to get back out there. Like whatever life hands me, I'm gonna deal with it. But it's time for me to inspire my people. Let them know what's going on with me. So as of April 1st, where am I at? Spiritually, I feel like I'm I'm stronger. Mentally, I'm stronger. Emotionally, I'm stronger. And I know that there's so much more for me. And I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed. And I always want you all to remember that there are some of us out here that have to endure so much in life and we don't understand why. But let me tell you, we're the special ones. We're the chosen ones. God knew that we can withstand the test of times. We can can deal with all of this. So don't give up on yourself. Don't feel like you've been cursed. Don't feel like your life is worthless. For everything that you're going through, there's a reason. There's a purpose. And find your purpose. Find your why. Find your greater. Unfortunately... Life wasn't supposed to be easy for some of us. We was dealt a deck of cards, and it's all about how you're going to play it. But don't give up. Follow your dreams, follow your heart, and just stay true to yourself. So, what's next for me is just growth within my life, within, within my spiritual walk, within everything, my relationships... You know, just growth, just being a better version of myself, still helping people, still motivating people, working with young people and living my life. I took a vacation, a little small weekend vacation with my best friend in February. Um, We went to our favorite place, which is Miami, of course. And I remember telling her like, this is what I needed. And she was like, T, this is what I needed. And it just was like a, it was a refresher for me. It was that recharge. I was able to recharge. And because when I get by the water, I feel like God speaks to me the most. And just being in that space, I was able to just recharge. So find your place that where you can recharge it. It may not be the beach for you. It might be the mountains. It might be, you know, at a park nearby where you're at. Might be the mall. But just find your place. Get your peace. I know things are not as easy as, you know, as we say them, but go find your peace. I'm I'm so content with my life and I know that it's going to get better from here. So what I will leave you all with um, t- today on April 1st is this. Trust the process. Don't give up. Find your peace, find your passion, find your why, and continue to walk into the best version of yourself. And it's okay to start over. Remember that. It's okay. It's okay to be 36 and start over in the corporate world. That start over is going to open doors for you that you could never imagine. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. Thanks for everybody that has reached out to me to say what's going on. I thank you all so much. Have a great Friday. Start the month off strong. Set you some awesome realistic goals and just do it. I love you all. I'll be back soon. Peace.